are you just happy to see me? <laughs> Woo! 30 podcasts in 30 days is raging on. We're turning the corner. Uh, we're turning the triangle <laughs> of the isosceles triangle that is April, and we are hitting the one-third post. And what are we going to get into tonight? I don't even know, man, but I do know we're going to be talking to Mishy. We might have a live fast food review. Maybe not. Who knows? We'll see what the day brings, baby. So get on and get on to it. All right, baby. Getting into a day 10. We're going to hook it up here. Things are flying fast and furious. What are we going to do? Waiting on Michi. Waiting on a fast food review. Everything's happening at once. But that's what happens when you're in the hut. Hi, I'm former Atlanta Falcons football coach Dan Reeves. And whenever I'm on the Mark Aram show, I like to eat fast food. Dirt, 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 dirt. And, uh... and now, on the Mark Aram show, it's time for the fast food review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from Hearts Unknown, Height Unknown, Weight. Ooh, ah, we do not want to know. Johnny Kilbasa and the ever so popular fast food review. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Mark Aram. As long as everybody thinks realistically, not egotistically, it's suicide if you even think of dissing me. Because if you try, I'm gonna make you wait to learn the reason I'm the 808. But just call me D Nice, because I'm wrapped in bacon. I'm here for the taking. I'm covered with cheese, and I aim to please all night. My man, uh, Johnny, what's on the menu tonight, my friend? They're going crazy at Taco Bell. March Madness might be over, but Nacho Chip Madness is just going crazy, Mark. They got a brand new taco, you know, just when you think they couldn't come up with their 400th taco. But it's a loaded nacho taco, and it's only a buck right now. So you've got all the uh, heavy hitters. You got your beef. You got your cheese sauce. You got your cheese. And then they're pulling something out called seasoned red chips, Mark. Now, this is like the 14th different con- if you're paying attention mark they got they got the doritos tacos they got the fiery doritos tacos they got the the cool ranch doritos tacos they got fritos that you can put on anything they got red strips that i don't even know what they are and now they've got seasoned red chips which are like sharp triangles that will cut your mouth if you hit them at the wrong angle mark so they got a brand new thing there that's the question are they tasty they're tasty enough they got they're kind of a southwest Type of thing with a little lime, tomato, garlic thing going on. Yeah, they're not bad at all. But uh, why do we need 20 different kinds of nacho chips at Taco Bell? Why? Because Taco Bell is Taco Bell. I would like to get one of everything. Give me all the Doritos shells. Give me the Fritos. Give me the strips and the chips. Smash them all up. Give me four orders of seasoned beef, five orders of nacho cheese sauce, and dump all the cheese on it and let me go down the road. thing about the nachos and honest to tell you this johnny like you want a solid chip but it's all about what you put on top right i mean that's that's what you that's what matters the most are the toppings the chip is just the the base it's like going to a chinese restaurant that's the white rice how you build your plate you know you put the white rice on and then the shrimp and lobster sauce and the sesame chicken and the Kung Pao shrimp or whatever, right? I mean, that's just the base of the nachos. Yeah, you're not going to a Chinese place and getting the give me the uh, Cool Ranch Doritos rice to go with stuff. All right. So if I bring in these nachos tomorrow from Taco Bell, are they? They're not fried. (laughs) They're not. We're talking about tacos. I just got uh, sidetracked on the the nachos that go with them. 
Yeah. That's okay, Johnny. I, I, we went with the nachos and we ran with it. That's what happens <laughs> in the fast food review. I'm always oh, running man. with nachos and scissors. You, ne you, never, you never know what's going to happen with the fast food review. All right, you know what? I'm going to hit up Taco Bell on the way home now because I'm starving. So I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go do that, Johnny K. All right, Johnny K, real quick. So yeah. We had the traffic trooper lunch today, and it was catered by Williamson Brothers Barbecue. Good stuff. I love those guys. All right, you have one choice. All right, because let's just say, hypothetically, you can only have, for your side, you get your meats, you get your bread, you get your sauce, but you're only allowed one side. Do you go baked beans or do you go potato salad, if you can pick one of those two sides? Oh, I'm going potato salad from Williams. Really? Yeah. Barbecue beans. Now, if you start slicing up hot dogs and putting them in the beans, then, I, then we're talking. <laughs> Johnny King, we appreciate you as always, and... If the cholesterol's high, baby, so am I. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram and listen to 30 podcasts in 30 days in the Sausage Hut Podcast on any pod app or johnnykielbasa.com. Everything Kielbasa related on johnnykielbasa.com. Appreciate you, bro. Anytime, bro. We'll be right back. Final segment. Rough and sorry. Hey, hey, Mishy's in the house. How's it going, buddy? The Wednesday Constitutional in the month of April 30 podcast in 30 days. It's always a pleasure to have you in the house with us, in the hut with us tonight, Mishy. What's going Thank on, you. brother? Thank you, Mr. Kilbasta. It is uh, April in the United States, almost warm. We may even have a lovely springtime coming up. Let's hope. And uh, if you watch the news today, I have a... Uh, a story playing in the background is a mosey on over here to hit a button that says, stop. you'll have to excuse me, everyone. You may say to yourself, Mishy, what were you listening to? Mishy, what were you listening to? I was listening to Vincent Price read Imp of the Perverse wow. by Edgar Allan Poe. And uh, fabulous. Vincent Price reading that brother Edgar Poe. Did you, uh, did you know that uh, Edgar Poe had a very similar sort of uh, thing happen to him at the end of his life that Brother Mozart had at the end of his life. In that, he had a rival who took, in Edgar Poe's case, took his material, took his work, besmirched him to no end, and also tried to sell all his work. He was never Edgar Allan Poe in life. That was much later. But you know the story, the murky story of Edgar Poe uh, walking around Baltimore with a bottle of booze in, in, in the wharf in the waterfront, being an alcoholic, right? Old Eddie Poe, yeah. Story. It's not the case at all. Hmm. It was a made-up story by this guy whose name escapes me now. Um, I could reference it and come back next week, but it's a made-up story. Edgar Poe was not that kind of guy. Hmm. He and, was a sick uh, dude. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was a hardworking editor, noted editor, and the writing, the pulp um, stories at the time were very popular. And we're talking what, 1860, 1850, 1840, when, when people didn't really read, but they were serialized uh, gazettes, if you would. And the information go around was a lot of stories and the mystery and the murder stories were all kind of uh, boring to Mr. Poe, as, as I recollect. And as he worked as a very meticulous editor in Baltimore, he began writing his own work. And 
it came out. The language for some people is very hard because it's an older world language. And that's why I come. Maybe I like listening to it. And uh, fabulous. The great Edgar Poe, now referred to as Edgar Allan Poe. How many books of his have you have on your bookshelf, Mr. Kibos? I have the um, – I bought this set of books f- from a library 20 years ago, and I remember – stole them. No, I, I didn't. From it was a, a library last week. Come I, on, tell us the truth, I haven't Mr. been in a Kibos. library in <laughs> 20 years, but this was 25 America, years ago. America, you go to the library. Do not be like Mr. Kibosky. Go to the library tomorrow. <laughs> Please continue. Yeah, they usually have everybody. All the libraries usually have book sales about this time of year. Anyway, I went there and I bought this. It was, you know, dirt cheap, but it was an old, it was a set, you know, of about 15 books. And a lot of it was condensed best of, you know, lots of authors. And, you know, the best of Shakespeare in in, a, you know, an inch and a half old little dusty book. And then pick your, pick your uh, 19th and 19th century, uh, Authors, they were in there. Well, not many of them actually got read, except Eddie Poe's book, because I I read the, you know the short stories, and I've always been a huge fan of the Raven. I always wanted to commit the Raven to memory, but I get about three stanzas in, and I'm like, this is too long to remember. I can't remember the whole thing. Yeah, if you were Montag in Fahrenheit 451, that would be your assigned book uh, to remember. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's uh, that's fascinating. That's fascinating. I have a few of them. The first one I ever saw was in Sunday school somehow. And uh, I asked to check it out. You know, can I take the book home to read? Because, you know, I'm a pretty boring person and reading has always been fun, fundamental. (laughs) And uh, and they said, no, this shouldn't be in here. And they took it away. And of course, that was that was my green light to go find it in my own library. It's hilarious. That was, that was good. I remember that. The How do devil I has that? injured. I in, the devil has infiltrated our book collection. What is Eddie Poe doing in here? Dun 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 dun. Please, kids, everyone, watch uh, football and play fantasy football. You don't need to read these things. It might stimulate your mind to ask questions. And the best part about those things, though, again, sometimes is the language. It's uh, just flowing. It's very nice. It's very nice. Unlike or maybe just like the type of conversation we're having here on Sausage Hut tonight. Do you give anybody any credit for listening to books nowadays? Or do you think that that's a complete waste and you shouldn't um, get credit for a book if you just listen to it? I um, That's a good question. I think that if uh, I... For me, I don't do it often. I have, I have Poe being read by um, again Vincent Price. I have, uh, oh, I just lost his name. The guy who played Sherlock Holmes, the great guy, then then uh, Basil Rathbone. Mm. I have him reading this, and I have, I have a collection. Alan Parsons, the great Alan Parsons, and he like made music for Edgar Allan Poe stories, and I have that. Really? I was, yeah, I. Uh, Back in the day, I used to go hunting for some on themes, and I've always had a theme of, of course, ever since Sunday school for Edgar Allan Poe. And I've read all the stories, and I've seen the movies. You know, hunt down Vincent Price playing in The Mask of the Red Death. Please, America, if you've never seen it, hunt it down. It's one of those uh, 
uh, America International Films circa 1970. Could have even been five years before that, for all I know. Mask yeah, of the Red Death. Probably, yeah, probably in the mid-60s. And uh, it's a coloration movie, and it's wonderful, and, uh, but it's Poe. And, you know, if it wasn't for Stephen King, I guess we'd still be reading Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> the man, Stephen King. If it wasn't for Stephen King, we'd all still be reading Edgar Allan Poe. There's no question. Well, thank you, Stephen King. <laughs> well, thank you, Stephen King, for being Stephen King. But, you know, it's it's funny. All the media that's in the world, all these stories, all these plays, all these television programs, these films. You want to go back to Shakespeare? Fine. You want to go back to Plato? Okay. But you can go, you know, not even that far back. But you have Poe in his style of writing. You have some of the things that were written in the 30s, 40s, 50s, the mystery stuff, the things that uh, the original Twilight Zone tried to do, some of the original writing. But the source material, you can go all go back to Shakespeare pretty much. And everything's the derivative of it. We've been living off of that. Hollywood's been living off that since Mary Pickford, Pickford, Pickford hit the screen. America, do you remember Mary Pickford? No, America, they don't. Sweetheart. Why don't you tell us who she was? <sighs> Are you kidding me? Is this is this a movie history by Mishy? <laughs> Professor Mishy taking the uh, it's office hours with Mishy. <laughs> Mary 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 Pickford Mary Pickford Mary Pickford was the biggest star in the world. Who is the biggest female star in the world right now? Uh Taylor Swift. Beyoncé. Uh, uh, okay, not even close. Right now? Not even who's be in your lifetime name me like, you know, Madonna in your lifetime who yeah. else? Not even close. Not even close to how big Mary Pickford was. Britney Mary Spears. Mary Pickford Brit not even close. Mary Pickford was in the beginning of film and for 25 years or so preeminently number one girl, mm. number one woman, the most powerful, the first female millionaire making movies when guys weren't even coming close. And that's not even getting started. She was numero uno back in the day. Mary Pickford. 25 years. How long did Madonna's reign last for? Uh, yeah, I'd exactly. say it was like 83 till the 2000, 2000 Yeah, so she had a good 6, 15, 16 years, something like that. Maybe even 20. Close to 20. I'd give her 20, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And Sister Brittany probably had like three or four good years, whatever. Yeah. And Beyonce's on about a decade. That's good. That's awesome. Maybe even longer. Yeah, she might be around 15 years now. She's been around. Well, there you go. There you, well, she's, I don't know. I don't know. Don't listen to her music, but that's okay. Her name is everywhere. What do I know? She's great. She's a national treasure and the voice of a generation, Mishy. There you go. What do you see? And Mary Pickford was called America's sweetheart. Perhaps tonight what we're saying is our girl Beyonce, since Mary Pickford, there's no been no bigger female star, period. Perhaps. There you go. There you go. Took 100, took 100 years. I'll tell you what, Mr. Uh, Kibasa, there's a word for that. You want to hear it? Sure. Progress. Progress. <laughs> Mary Pickford started United Artists, hmm. the uh, movie company with uh, the great Mr. Chaplin, who you know I like very much. Chuck. And, no, Charles to you, sir. <laughs> Charles. Charles. Sir Charles to the rest of us, but just Charles to you because, you know, you're Johnny Kibasa. <laughs> 
And so we can call Edgar Allan Poe Eddie Poe, but we can't do you the other. can. Okay. You can. I can only call him Edward. Edward. You know, or Edgar. Edgar, whatever the heck his yeah. name is. Edward and then as long as we're having drinks, we're okay. So Mr. Poe was about 50 years before Pickford, and Pickford was 100 years before Beyonce, and here we are in 2019 in the Sausage Hut. The world is fine. 30 podcasts in 30 days. See, that's how it goes. It went from, you had Shakespeare, Poe, Mary Pickford, Pickford. Madonna, Sausage Hut. (laughs) No, the Beyonce. The Beyonce. The Beyonce. It's the Sausage Hut. And say you're sorry to her now. Come on, I know she's I'm sorry, Beyonce. You're welcome in the Sausage Hut whenever you want to appreciate just you know like like she needed that reminder please she's playing hard to get with you johnny kielbasa she doesn't she needs to know are you gonna bring the ham loaf or are you gonna bring the pork roast to the family picnic coming up next month i think that's what beyonce's waiting for yeah that's what i'm waiting for yeah i you know what i would i would do i would i would make like a seven layer ham loaf tower Seven individual loaves of ham loaf with filling between them all, and you know, like served on a post or between, served maybe between two uh, poles to keep it in place and just carve it down the side like it's uh, what do you call those, like a gyro thingy? Yes, I was gonna say gyro, but you called it gyro. I'm sorry, gyro, or what's the thing they (laughs) have? What's the thing they do in Europe? where they, 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 they eat raw meat. They pile up the chicken on a post and then shave it down the side. Sure. What Donna the hell is that called? Of, shawarma. Of shawarma. That's what I was trying to think of. Amloaf shawarma. <laughs> I'm not buying anything that says shawarma. Can we brand this a little bit here? Can you call it Eddie Poe or what do you want to call it? Shawarma. <laughs> that sounds like that. That sounds like it comes from. Can I say it, America? Something next to the tank maker. It doesn't sound like something you want to eat, man. Shawarma. No. Shawarma. Shawarma. Oh. <laughs> Did I say shawarma? It doesn't matter. It's what I heard. So if I'm hearing it, then people, you know, grandma's going to pass that and misspell it in her own mind's eye, and they're not going to eat it. That's what I'm going to call the ham loaf shawarma. I'm just going to call it shawarma. Oh, my God. Can you put a comma and then write Ohio after it? It's like Brandon, brand new city. <laughs> the house of the sausage hut. House of Schmarma. Oh I uh I went down to pork uh aisle myself this past weekend, Mr. Yeah. Kielbasa, okay. And um decided to get the old mallet out and it made some schnitzel. Really? Uh, what cut did you it, buy f- with it? I, I I don't want to tell you. Oh. Well damn. I bought it. It was already sliced into chop size, and I banged them down. Oh, gotcha. And what did you uh, coat them with? I um, used the uh, grandma's traditional flour egg back into the flour and back into the egg. And then I had whatever breadcrumbs I have. I have uh, some sort of panko mixed. I think what I do with my breadcrumbs is when I get a little bit of this and a little bit of that, they all go in the same container. So I had some panko in Italian style in there. Nice, you know, and uh, it was uh, malleted that out. But to begin the cooking, I while at the store, I went down the aisle, and of course, when you buy bacon in America, you have the expensive stuff on top, you got the cheap stuff on the bottom, and what the rest of us buy is the stuff in the middle. So I bought something in the middle, 
and I cooked up the bacon nice to get the uh, bacon flavor going, and that's what I used to cook the rest of it in. Ooh. Mm. Bravo, Michi. And I get adventurous there, Mr. Kabasa, after that. What you... shave some uh shave some of that cabbage, a little bit of carrot. Uh-huh. And I put it in the pan in the last five minutes of, of the cooking. Kind of crisp it up a little bit. Yeah. Get a little moisture out of there. And uh I stack them like pancakes with the stuff and, and the cabbage on the top and clean knife, clean fork. Let's eat. <laughs> like sort of an insta insta kraut? An insta- it's um Without you know, sauerkraut is um, sometimes sauerkraut is okay, but it's got. But I I mean, that's what you you put cabbage in. I mean, you put the uncooked. You just put it. It softens it up a little bit, heats it up, but still a little bit of crunch. Similar temperature, sure, a lot of crunch. Okay, okay. And um, you know, if you feel like being fancy, you could like sprinkle something on there to give it a little flavoring. You know, honey mustard, of course, because honey mustard works on everything. And you're right. <laughs> Did we already talk about honey mustard? Yes, we okay. had. That was, <laughs> that was completely loaded. I was like, I, was okay, I was like, there's loaded. no way. I have one of those amazing memories at times. Sometimes I can't remember a thing. And other times, yeah, we can just pull out the honey mustard because it goes on everything. It is truly the sum is bigger than the parts. So uh, tell me this, tell me this, Mr. Uh, Kielbasa. Am I to understand that the Fast Food Minute um, was just a happening with our friends down at the ATL, like just before this um, particular phone call was going on? Yes, it was. As a matter of fact, I was uh, I was going to call you, and then it came, and then it was like, oh, crap, I got to do this, and then... Uh, no, what do you mean, oh, crap? Pick your words. Say, I'm, oh, man, but first, we had to make you know the Fast Food Minute. Yeah. You work hard on that, man. Don't give me none of that old crap nonsense. You, you <laughs> trying to underestimate? Is that the word? Underestimate? Well, under- actually, I mean, if we would have been, if we would have already been talking, I would have just, uh, I would have just left, left you on the line and let you um, listen in. Or you oh, know. you see, see, if I would have been listening, that would have been nice. Put me on a reverb, and I would have said we've been experiencing operating difficulties. <laughs> so please stand by while Mr. Kabasa goes down and tells us about what. In the fast food minute, please. Yeah, it, uh, today we did a dollar nacho taco, and I was going off about the amount of different nacho chip stuff that they have at Taco Bell. They added a new one after they already have like five different sorts of nacho chips that they put in their dishes. They're not dishes. Is there, are they the same style chips? Or are they all one style of chips? These are triangle, the red triangle ones now. Now they already have red strip looking things, and they have Fritos, and they have Doritos, Dorito, three different flavors of Dorito shells that you could just crunch up and put in there. There's a reason why the people work there should make $15 an hour. Man. They know the difference between all these chips. Yeah. That's a skill. It is. <laughs> That's a skill. I went to four years college. I can tell you every kind of chip that we've had in Taco Bell for the last 74 years. <laughs> I'm the manager. No shame in employment, posh. man. No shame in employment. Uh, we're not questioning it whatsoever. We yeah. are questioning what the heck. How many? Why do people? Why would Taco Bell have so many chips on their menu? 
they I, I don't see how the the Doritos people would be okay with the Fritos people being on the menu. Do you and think the, perhaps they're versa. owned by the same? Do you think perhaps they're owned by the same company? Oh yeah. Dun, 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 Fritos and Doritos, same company. I was hey. I was Maybe. looking at a I was looking at this crazy chart of the food world. I guess a couple weeks ago. There's another thing I should say, but I didn't. And there are only a handful of people who run the food in the world, and. I wouldn't be at all surprised the reason why you would have both brands in there is because both companies are operated similarly under some sort of umbrella. An umbrella Sherlock of Holmes. corn. Sherlock Holmes. I uh, Sherlock Michelin. I think that's the way it goes. There you go. And I don't like the corn tortillas. You like the corn ones? The corn ones I don't like. You mean like the hard shell? I mean, yeah, I'm a soft shell, soft shell guy, but if you yeah. serve me hard shell tacos, I'm going to eat them. Sure. But we would we would have more pork in there. Oh, yeah. That's one you thing. Know, we do would... they, have, they don't have pork at Taco Bell, do they? Something wrong, man. What's wrong? What's wrong? Pigs. It's, it's America's food. Hashtag America's food. Please, America. <laughs> I'm going to go back on. I think we'll go back on Twitter soon. And hashtag America's food at Missy 108. Thank you very much. Missy 108. Come on, man. I got to go. I, I have uh, I have avoided most of the social media there, uh, Mr. Kilboss. Well, let's put a stop to that. Do you think? Do you don't you think there's enough people doing podcasts that like that we're really going to sit through this one? Come on, man. There's like is more to do. Then sit and listen to you and I talk, even though this is the most entertaining thing they'll listen to. And they wish they could call in, but still, can't you go out and like, take a walk? Go yeah, they can take us Edgar with Ellen them. Paul? You oh, can, they can take us with us? Yeah, this is the age of multitasking, man. You can listen to podcasts while you're doing other things. like People, look down. Don't trip over around. that curb. Don't trip over that curb. Holy cow. You know, I have to look where I walk, Mr. Kibasa. Can you imagine? <laughs> The, the disdain for people on their phones oh my goodness there, there's a dividing somebody, line in the in the world uh, there's a dividing people. line and there is a, the darwin you know what is that darwin award for yeah, yeah that's it dumbasses who die right you're gonna die anyway but do you really have to walk into the bus playing the pokemon go <sighs> i saw a kid just yesterday walk in front of the house and this woman who lives next door to me is not the best driver. <laughs> and she has kids in the car, and it this probably doesn't help. And she's pulling out, and this kid is, like, ready to get just wiped out. Except he's looking at his phone, and the, 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 the brakes were hit just in time. Millimeters before the, the kid would need new legs. <sighs> It's it's incredible. So much uh, much like everything else today, people have choices. But I look down and I look around when I walk because you know I can. It's easy for me to trip on things. I don't know how people like walk with their telephones and not trip and fall. Peripheral vision. You know, don't you teach? Uh, don't you teach your basketball players about peripheral vision? Peripheral you have. Vision? Uh, yeah, I can tell you a quick story. You know what the quick story sometimes is? Yes, you do. You you can practice that. All right, say we're on a fast break, America, all right? I got the ball. <laughs> Kibasa gets the rebound, kicks it to Coach Michy. Michy puts it once between his legs like my man Magic Johnson, who 
quit in infamy today. He's got more money than Davy Crockett. Who cares? He's got more money than you. Maybe not more than Davy Crockett's family, but that's another story. Anyway, you put it between your legs and you're on the break and you what you or you don't even look per se. You know where your teammates are, but you see what colors are in front of you. I'm wearing white. There, I'm wearing orange. They're wearing white. I'm looking up. If I see like more orange than white, it's over. If I see one and one, it's over. But I just look at colors sometimes when I was running a fast break. And I tell kids, don't think too much. You know who your teammates are. Pick it up quick. You don't have time. You had three You had three steps and two dribbles to get the ball out of your hands most of the time. Just be quick. Don't hurry. That's right. Throw it to your teammate. As opposed to the uh, NCAA championship game last night when your teammate could have been receiving an outlet pass. But no, he was trying to call a timeout. And. You threw the ball out of bounds. Game over. Game over. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You know whose job was to call timeout on that play? Uh, The coach? Yeah. Yeah. Faster than the players could. You know, but the funny thing is, now there's three refs. There's three refs. So they had one on that side of the floor, one up by the coach. You imagine how loud that arena was at that time. And the mistakes that were made. And the mistakes that were made by the referees for uh, human reasons at the end of that game. I don't mean to apologize to ref for referees. They uh shoot. They had opportunities and they changed perhaps the course of that game. You remember the sequence, America. The uh the Virginia team was getting fouled by uh Texas Tech. Right. One foul, two foul, three foul, something like that. Yeah. And the referees, they still had a foul to give. And the referees were almost looking for that foul. And they missed the double dribble call. They were looking for something else. They get you in the last eight seconds, 10 seconds, three fouls. And the flow of the game was changed by them needing to foul. Why? Perhaps you would say, can't you inbound foul? Yeah, three fouls in a row and then another one? My goodness. The referees were set up for failure by the game flow, and that's no excuse, mind you. But they were looking for a foul. They were not looking for a double dribble. Their minds were elsewhere. And as a consequence of those fouls previously, and then the way that game ended, can you imagine you're a Virginia Cavalier fan and Privately and on the sausage hut, we've kind of ripped into Virginia a little bit. But they played three of the most heart-stopping, dramatic games to win a national championship that I've ever seen. Three games in a row. The Purdue game, the game against uh, our friends down in Auburn, and then last the last game against Texas Tech came down to the last play. Each of them, or the last set of plays, or a big play at the end. That's pretty dramatic stuff. Congratulations. Yeah, they, it was well-earned, and they only, what, they only lost three games all year? Something like that. Something like that. Like, but they had, you know, people like to talk about the heartache and the heartbreak of the previous year. Well, you got yourselves, aside from three tremendous games to win a championship, all the redemption in the world. And for all the mean things I said about the University of Virginia, didn't say anything mean about Thomas Jefferson. I said something about the modern people. I apologize, and congratulations. Wahoo-wah, as they say. 
Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. I looked it up once. I forget. Isn't is it like the Chief Wahoo that had to be like removed from the Atlanta Braves thing? <laughs> well, that was Chief. Y- no, that was Chief Yahoo. Excuse me. What is the guy's name on the uh, Cleveland Browns? Cleveland Browns. The Indians. Cleveland Wahoo. Indians? Yeah, Wahoo. That's a Wahoo. So it's Chief, Wahoo, Wahoo. Chief Wahoo. 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 Yeah, I don't know. Awesome. I don't get it. I thought they were called the Cavaliers. <laughs> Everybody's got their thing like War Eagle. What the hell does that mean? Well, I'll tell you what. You know, Jim Nance comes on board and tries to say it like he's cool or something. It's kind of funny. I've worked with some young people, and every once in a while, you got to check if the words are still like used. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying he's 21 year old. People say words still. I just came back. He said word. He said word up. I said, all right. <laughs> it's good. You know, it's been a while before you can say that. Yeah. You know, a little time out. Yeah, about uh, 15 years. <laughs> Everything good comes back, Mr. Kilbert. Yeah, this is like the third, the third, the third way of word. I mean, you had word in the 80s, and then it went away, and then I think it came back around in the early yachts. I must admit to you, it's never left my vocabulary. I'm glad it's come back. Well, around. maybe it's may, it probably hasn't left anybody's vocabulary in Jersey. I would say that's probably a Jersey thing to say. Word, right? Word. No, not really. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what I want to do next week, Mister Kibasa? What's that? I want to talk about what happened to George Carlin and the seven words you couldn't say on on radio or television. All right, that sounds now, good. Uh, you talk about committing the Raven to memory. I might decide to be a dedicated follower of uh, George Carlin and just try and remember them all. If not, I'll make flashcards. I'll send you a copy. I'll send everyone a copy if you want. It doesn't matter. It's an email after all, right? Yeah. Right. No, that's, uh... <laughs> is that still <sighs> the case? I mean, is it still the seven words? Are those still the law of the land? See, this is what we need to have a, a, a meaningful discussion about. I would, I would be guessing at this point, Mr. Cabasa. Yeah, I mean, there's like 10 things we've talked about today that I could have easily looked up. I'm just not – I'm choosing not to look anything up. I'm not looking it's anything up. It's a conversation, brother. It's yeah. a conversation. We're not um, – if we were sitting at the kitchen table, it might be a little different for one reason and one reason only. There, you might be asking yourself, Mishy, why is that? Why is that? Other than the ham loaf that we'd be eating. <laughs> hey, did you guys play? Did did you guys play euchre? Did euchre ever Who? make it to Jersey? Who the card game euchre? Have Not you ever heard of it? Of. No, euchre euch would be a a word for throwing up. No, you it's you it's e u c h r e. It's like uh, did did you ever play you get sp- spelling on some of these words, Mister Kilbasa? Do My you, goodness, please continue. <laughs> did you play spades? I yes, it was but like I played. Sim- I oh. played in the south. I played in the south, and I was introduced by a person who said, "We're going to play pl- prison rules now," and I got very nervous. <laughs> but I learned quickly, and it was—it's a fun game to play. It's uh, <laughs> euchre is kind of like spades with not all—not the whole deck. Okay. And then you have you have trump cards, and then can you it, still call them that? Isn't there a copyright or something wrong here now? What trump cards? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what well, what card games did you guys play growing up in in the swamps? Go fish, gin mummy, maybe 
we played gin, we played rummy, we played um, variations on poker because that's what the grandparents all played. And um, on Saturday nights, in rotating around the neighborhood, the grandparents all played cards together. They drank a lot. We've discussed old timers having drinks, right? And they would eat. They would play cards. It was nickel, dime, and eventually, you know, quarters came out when the guys tried to be cool. The women usually beat them down at that point. But whatever they would play, they would play baseball. They had night baseball, you know, variations on seven cards, variations on five card games. Yeah. You know, and uh, we all played all those games, whatever. Dealer's hand or whatever. Spades I played later in life, you know. Spades I played much later in life. We had all the standard games. There was Uno was pretty popular. We played that. Yeah, that's a great that game. That was fun. And what about yourself? Where are we going with this? Oh, yeah. What's the name of that? Euchre? It's U- Euchre. Yeah, it seems to be a Midwestern thing. Um, yeah. They put, like Michael, Michigan. Michael Michigan band. What's the guy's name? <laughs> yep. Uh, that <laughs> no, is. it's the Michael Shanker band. Well, come on. No, it was Michael Stanley. Michael Stanley was the uh, regional, regional rock star of the 70s <laughs> in Cleveland. I didn't know that. I was guessing. And I actually, I think he's still like a. I think he's been a classic rock DJ in Cleveland for like five hundred years now, and he's got the same color hair he had in nineteen seventy four, just as long. And the rosewood bitters, <laughs> da, 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 in the morning. Hi, my name's Bob Seger. Oh, Michael Stanley was a dark match, Bob Seger. There you have it. <laughs> They have it. It's a style. It was a style. It was, they, the guys could play. They the did that thing. Singer songwriter with a band. Sure. You know, there was a point where all those guys were so so fashionable that when Huey Lewis and the News came along, I actually liked that album. I thought it was great. It was. It was a pop masterpiece. I want a new drug, one with no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> I had no idea what he was thinking about. That album was huge. Like, it was right around the same time Thriller came out. And, you know, on the top 10 music videos of the week, it was Michael Jackson and freaking Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis, they had the 100 videos on the top 10 back then. Nice. See, but they didn't have the run, you know, they didn't have the longevity of, you know, Mary Pickford, Beyonce, (laughs) things like that, man. You know, they just had a couple years. Which you they've know, parlayed into 30 years of playing small clubs and uh, county and fairs. And singing the national anthem in San Francisco Giant games. Yeah. When Bobby Ware and his boys aren't around, Huey Lewis is sure to do it. Rock on, Huey. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Classic rock, classic rock. You hear about Mick Jagger? Uh, I heard he had to cancel some shows. I never heard why. Oh, he had some heart surgery. Oh, geez, really? Yeah. Okay. He'll be fine. From what I heard, it's like a simple operation. Believe it or not. So where were we here? Mary Pickford and uh, Huey Lewis. We were going somewhere. Where were we going? Oh, we were up to the ham. We were up to the ham salad before we got sidetracked. That's right. That's right. That's where we were. (laughs) Right at the ham salad. Perfect. You know, my grandma used to take the leftover ham, chop it, dice it, 
and to maybe mix a little pickle in there, chop that up, maybe a little something else in there, serve it on the side. Oh, yeah, it's good. Refrigerate it, get it nice and chilled. I love put ham salad. A, put oh, put maybe a little bit on a cracker. Oh yeah. Serve it to your friends. Yeah. Hey, Was there mayonnaise, to... mayonnaise involved? Hopefully, some sort of sometimes, cream or sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> you know, that mayonnaise is really good to like keep things in place. Yeah. You know, them little chunks of ham go flying anywhere. Right. You don't want to find them. You really don't want to find them or under your foot walking barefoot the next day. You'll slip. Squishy, squishy. Did I tell you that I I I impulse bought a ham the other day? So wait, I, wait, 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 wait. We're here in the sausage hut. Yeah. Your name is Mr. Kilbasa, yep. and you impulsed bought a ham? Some people mean, throw a... Isn't that like muscle memory for the rest of us? What is that? <laughs> Some people throw a couple candy bars in the cart at the end of the day. I'm throwing in a ham, basically. It was $1.79 a pound. On sale or regular price? It was on sale. I, I mean, it was in, and it was huge. So I, I got it home and chopped it up. And I got bags for everybody. I got a bag of ham for you. got a bag of ham for them. And then I, I made a delicious ham and cauliflower creamy soup in the, in the, the pressure cooker with the, with the ham Oof. bone. 50 minutes on high pressure with the ham bone. Got the, got the meat off that. And then in goes the cauliflower with your, with your garlic and oil. And wow. Wow. Cream heavy the heaviest cream this side of uh Kentucky. Well, you you already have the cauliflower in there, right? Yeah. Well, that goes in at the end. That goes in like 50 it lasts 5 minutes cuz it doesn't take long. So the cream is to thicken, I guess? Yeah, the cream and to bring everything together. It's just beautiful. Couldn't you use anything, you know, less, you know, Matt Millen heart replay, you know, heart transplant worthy <laughs> stuff? I stay away from the carbs, not the fat, man. Oh. <laughs> You know, I heard a study recently that people are making a mistake when they stay away from fats because fats are essential as part of the process of breaking down all the things we eat and need need to have go into our systems to stay alive. Remove all the fats is not a good thing is what I heard. Yeah. Is there any other animal on earth that's eating bread or eating stuff out of wheat? <laughs> Let me ask. Yeah, there's plenty of things that would eat the wheat, you know deer antelope oxen <laughs> oxen <laughs> oh yeah those oxen they're just plowing down the wheat fields yeah they're just walking into that wheat field you know trilo triticale whatever it was called on star trek super wheat man they want to you know you know, they want the good stuff so they'll just giraffes i guess would eat it if they got access to it probably tastes good but wheat is cooked, you know, and it becomes all these things. You know, bread and water, people they say you can't live on bread and water. Well, keep you alive till you get something else to eat. Yeah. It's not always, you know, a walk to the local supermarket. and That's just the way the world's been. It's I was thinking that was new more, phenomenon. I was thinking that more was a fig, that was more of a figurative statement as opposed uh, to a nutritional oh. statement. <laughs> <laughs> A man cannot uh, live on bread alone. Yes, if you eat bread alone, you will die. Yeah, that's why you have to mix the water in. <laughs> I wonder who you figured know. that out. 
Yeah, they saw somebody sitting and they find this plant and they decide that they're going to mash it up and add water you to know, it. You know, think of it, think of it, think of it, think of it this way. There was probably an accident of some type and they were collecting certain things and maybe there was a puddle and the thing fell in the puddle. Maybe they were just learn how to boil water to do anything and they said, well, let's experiment with this. We have like a thousand or two years. Let's just begin to try and sort this out. And perhaps they began to cook with it. And people in this growing community, as opposed to just the hunters and gatherers, you know, if I can remember back to junior high school, which I usually can't, by the way, Mr. Kilbasa. And, you know, these became communities. So I would imagine there were plenty of people in charge trying to sort these things out, mashing, fermenting. Think of it this way, you know, getting water was probably easier then than it is. Getting clean water was just as hard then as it would be now if there were no taps. That's what I keep thinking when I watch Game of Thrones, man. I'm like, how did they get clean water? And how did they all just not be dehydrated all the time? I mean, I know it wasn't real. Yeah, I guess but 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 consider, no, consider this, though, that the water very easily was poisoned in some measure you look at the ganges these days and there's no way you're drinking that and people bathe in there people wash in there people do a lot of different things in there the ganges. and this is all nasty and clean water if you don't have clean water man you're toast so what did they do they started boiling it they took the impurities out and made it drinkable and then, of course, you threw the yeast in there because they figured out what yeast was. And because they experimented, that's why. Yeast. Whew, fantastic. And this is, you know, something that was sweet. This is sweetened sugar from some plant, and they sorted it out. And then it was beer, and it was good. And it was boiled, it was cooked, and it wouldn't kill you. It wouldn't give you diarrhea. It might give you a little upset stomach every once in a while. But it was better than drinking the local water out of a barrel. The horses really don't even want to drink either. Ugh. So you had beer. I would imagine for a long time. Variations on mead. Variations on wine. It was at least, you know, fermented. Most of the stuff is, is gone. There's no nasties left in there, I guess. And to make beer, there's no nasties left in the water. It makes perfect sense. Oh, the water. Oh, the water. Yeah, now there's something. What's the next line of that song? Uh, give me some yeast and I'll make you a beer. <laughs> and and it would be my job. In, in the ancient communities, it would be our job to make the beer. And it was good. Because the people needed something to have, and we both that would be too it. smart to go fight fight the wars. Like you all go fight the wars, we'll make the beer, and we'll see you when you get back. You know the uh, the sword crossing and the sword fighting. What those warriors did back then, man, I don't want no part of that. Don't. No. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> nope. 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 Have I fun. could uh, appreciate what they did and what they do. You know, it's, there's so much to history. We're not going to have to go have time. We've covered so much history already today, Mr. Kilbasa. We certainly have. We certainly have. Speaking of history, speaking of history, 
What is uh, the Cleveland Browns um, jibber-jabber this week um, for America to know? Hashtag America's team, hashtag Cleveland Browns. What's news? Uh, the only thing I got was that the preseason schedules came out. Did you see your preseason schedule? We got Washington and Detroit, and I forget who the other two are. Easy ball games, preseason games, yeah. keep you guys healthy. And you know who's going to get to play in that? Kareem Hunt's going to get to play in that. He's going to be wow. he's going to set the preseason rushing record this year because he's not going to be able to play for another for eight weeks. So he's just going to go off. Oh, he's going to run mad. There was a there was an article I was reading, probably a Bleacher Report article, and oh, by the end of the year, Nick Chubb will still be your number one. And I said, man. That is a nice problem to have. Heck yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I was I added that to you know we spoke briefly about the naysayers and the and the uh, I've come to refer to them as the Eors of the world and America. You remember Eeyore, Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, from Winnie the Pooh. You know, Eeyore. You know, so the Eeyores of the world, you know, have said all their terrible things about hashtag America's team, hashtag Cleveland Browns. But the truth of the matter is, if young Baker is not having a great day or Odile and the weather's bad in Cleveland, perhaps maybe once in a while you guys will have a little snow this year. You guys can go throw some ground chuck and just eat people up. You do not have to throw the ball 45 times a game by any measure and just dominate a football game. That's a pretty good position to be in there, Mr. Cabasa. 18 plays, 65 yards, 28 minutes off field the goal. clock. Field goal. You guys can run 12 plays and kick a field goal from the five. <laughs> Next time down, you run eight plays, and, and you know Kareem Hunt punches it in on third down. Yeah. Next time you hit the ball in the snow – it's going to be look left, pitch right, Nick Chubb in the snow, 65 yards, 10 nothing, 17 nothing, and it's in the first quarter in the snow, and the other team's demoralized. Let's call them the Pittsburgh Steelers, shall yeah. we? Yeah. The Steelers are demoralized, and the place is rocking. Hashtag America's team. Hashtag the Cleveland Browns. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> now I asked you once: Is there room on the on the uh, on the express bus, or do we have to take the trolley when joining the uh, the hype train here for America? Oh, there's all, all the room in the world on that train. We've been hitching up new new cars to it for 30 years, man. Well, you know, for, and, and they've all been years, empty. People been empty well, cars. You see, <laughs> you see, so there's room for everybody. There's room for everybody. <sighs> is there room? For a fast food recap right now, Mister Kilbasa, <laughs> are you you getting your checkbook out? <laughs> yes, sir. I have PayPal. Get your PayPal, PayPal out if you want. The fast no, food review PayPal. doesn't come do for PayPal. free, man. No, I don't. I don't do PayPal. I don't. I, you know, eBay's eBay's for like people fifteen years ago. It's it's done. So I don't like PayPal because they all own each other. So they can go. I got out in the garden a little bit here. Uh, in the evening hours before the sausage chuck call came, the sun's out a little bit later. What did you get in? What did you do? Well, I look at the perennials now. Um, it's been long established that early spring 
all spring into summer, perennials are your friends in the garden. And there's some really old hedges I have that I um, sheared a little bit. The lilacs, I have a boatload of lilac bushes, and they smell wonderful when they flower, mm. I must admit to you. And they're starting to start up. So we check, I check those a little bit. The hydrangeas are growing. Catnip wants to come out. Mm. grow a lot of catnip in America. It's good. And um, what else is growing back there? I got some grasses growing. I got some ivy growing. A couple kinds of grasses have decided to come out. Um, and the usual things, you know, things have already started to come and go. That's great. It's nice. It's nice. Spring it's may nice. spring. Spring may sprung um, sooner. Uh, maybe after all, man. Just when you, you don't know, think it's going to happen. Daffodils are out. Tulips are coming. And those are, you know, daffodils are the second or third thing that shows. Crocus has been come and gone. Crocus. Got some yellow ones. <laughs> you like the crocus story. Can I tell you a crocus story? <laughs> sure. There was like two of them growing wild in my neighbor's backyard. And no one, you know, someone lived there, but no one paid attention to it. I took one of my handy-dandy garden trials and took it out. That was years and years and years ago. And I put the, the two of them next to each other. And over the course of however long a lifetime is, I've moved them, separated them, much like that spider plant. It doesn't take much. Get your hands in the dirt, son. And they're everywhere now. So they've come and gone already. And again, the tulips are starting. It's very nice. Put some, you know, keep messing with tulips. I like tulips. Do you tip to? Do you tiptoe through them with a ukulele in your hand? I'll tell you what. If you really step on a tulip, you will kill the tulip. Okay, that's why you tiptoe through the tulips. <laughs> All right. Tiptoe through the tulips. <laughs> oh my God! When you're with me. You know, Groucho Marx should have sang that song alongside Tiny Tim. He should you know have. That? Yeah, that's right. Should have. <laughs> on that note, Michi, <laughs> and on that visual, we're going to leave him wanting more, Big Daddy. Is there? Thanks, as always. It's always a pleasure to bask in the glory of your infinite knowledge of all things. Oh, my. <laughs> and well, it's always fun to talk and it's wonderful to be on the Sausage Hut with you, America. I'm coming back to Michi 108. I'm going to find an Instagram account, and we will continue the conversation uh, whenever you say so, Mr. Kibasa. Yeah, because everybody's waiting for those, for you to start posting those butterfly pictures that you're so good at taking, man. There you have it. Let's do it. Perfect. Perfect. All right, America. 30 podcasts in 30 days. We're heading into the second, third. Catch Michi at Michi 108. Catch me on the Mark Aram Show and watching Game of Thrones till Sunday and catch us both. Picking crocuses in the garden outside your mama's back door. Yeah.